Let's do this. The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. We are coming off two uh, closer-than-they-needed-to-be wins over uh, ECU and Tulane, but wins nonetheless. Memphis is now 3-1 and one in conference play, 11-6 and six overall. Um, heading into, uh, they have a week off this week uh, before playing SMU on Saturday at FedEx Forum, and it's the start of a... You know, pretty significant stretch of games for this team, a a stretch of games where they're going to have to play much better than they have the past two games. Um, So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do over this week, if there's any adjustments made, because there's some obviously some clear flaws that have emerged, especially recently. Um, Drew, you were in you were in New Orleans. You obviously were at the ECU game with me. What's what are your thoughts about this team now that we're? It's kind of like the halfway point of the year. Um, there's seventeen. There's thirty-one regular season games. They'll probably play like thirty-two or thirty-three at least with postseason play, whether it be conference play, whatever. And we're seventeen games in, halfway through. What What do you make of this team? What do you make? What did you make of what happened over the past week in terms of these, you know, close calls against ECU and Tulane? Okay, so maybe I should backtrack a little bit. Because I don't know if you guys remember, but after they blew out Wichita State, I said, oh, maybe this does change my expectations for this season. And you said, Mark, you said, no, it doesn't. And I think we've seen in these last few games who this team is. They're better than the bottom of the league. They're not in the same class as Houston, I don't think. Although Houston might be atop the league on their own after watching Cincinnati play a few times. UCF is is in first place, um, but they haven't really played any uh, exactly tough competition in in conference play yet. I just think you're right. This team has flaws that are starting to show. Offensive rebounding is first and foremost. You can't give up 18 and 19 offensive rebounds against these teams that are coming up and expect to win. Um. But at the same time, I think you're starting to see some of some of it come together. You would just hope that some of these players, like, for example, Jeremiah Martin played great at Tulane. Um, and then you had Antoine Jones and the freshman, and Tyler Harris played great against ECU. It just feels like they're still trying to get everything together to where they can have everyone play once in, in a single game. Well, since he last joined, Penny kind of called the seniors out, called the team out, really, about the energy. And that's that's my biggest issue with the team right now, is they play, I put this on Twitter, they play like a team that thinks it's better than it actually is at this point. Um, and I actually think they're capable of competing with anyone in the league. Um, I think, you know, if they got Houston at home, I think it'd be an interesting game. Um, and if they get Houston in the conference tournament here at FedEx Forum... I think it'll be an interesting game. I wouldn't say they're going to get just taken out, you know, taken out by Houston, even if they may lose. I think I think they'll play them tough. I think they can play anyone tough. They're talented enough. But 
they don't play right now. They don't play hard enough to do something like that. I mean, they should have beaten the tar out of Tulane. That was not a good Tulane team. They were up by not eighteen or twenty and took their foot off the gas. Quit playing, and that's natural and to a certain extent, especially with a young team. But if this team wants to play in postseason, if it wants to be an NIT team or an NCAA tournament team, it it can't it can't do things like that. Like even the ECU game where they didn't go up by eighteen or twenty, they were down early in the game. You just felt like there was this sense until towards the end that they just felt like ECU was going to give them the game. And, like, you have to go take it. And I think that's what's frustrated Penny more than anything is just the effort. Like, you know, that rebounding stat you're citing, like, yes, this team is small and is going to get out-rebounded. They shouldn't be giving up 19 offensive rebounds. Like, Mike Parks, I'll I'll say it right now, like, Mike Parks worked a lot harder last year. Like, he's a guy who is... Penny has mentioned has kind of complained about his playing time, but like he was playing a lot harder last year. Um, and you know, all those guys inside need like, that's why they started Victorino. Cause the one thing you can, you know, Victorino is not very skilled and you know, his future here is probably limited. That was a message. Oh yeah. Cause he's that a guy. A the message. one thing you know about Victorino is he's going to work hard. You know, when he goes in the game, he's battling and I, you know, I just, I, I worry about this team. Hopefully, I think this week off comes at a good time in that, you know, Penny can really hammer home this message after they, you know, these two close calls. But at the same time, this is a message that he's been saying all season. We had the whole earn everything after they lost to Charleston in Orlando. It's the same message to me. I just think at this point in the year, you just wonder if, when Memphis does play these tougher teams, starting with SMU Saturday, if they're just going to naturally pick it up because it's a better team and because they're more invested. And I'll, I'll add this, too. You're right. They shouldn't play these two teams close. And Penny, after each game, kind of said, it's an ugly win, but, I mean, after Tulane, he had like this nervous laugh and this pause, like, I don't even know what just happened at the end of that game, but I'm glad we hung on. And a win is a win, but if we're going to talk NCAA tournament, and we're and we're not going to back off that, you know, these close well, to victories. Be, to be fair, I'm net. not talking NCAA tournament for this team. Penny's the one who's talking, has been talking about it, and you know, good for him for having lofty goals. I just don't think it's. Uh, I mean, right. maybe they could go on a run and win four games or three games at the conference tournament, but I mean, you look at Kempom right now. Kempom hasn't beaten SMU and then going on a five-game losing streak. I saw that. Like yesterday. that's how I mean they have SMU, Temple, use Temple on the road, UCF at home, Tulsa on the road, and then South Florida on the road, and, and then that? Cincinnati at home. And South Florida looks, they look like an improved. Like basically, you face the two team, the only two teams where you can put forth effort like that, like Memphis did, and still win. Like South Florida, not going to be able to do that. Tulsa, not going to be able to do that. Those teams are better. And, um, I mean, I guess the the good news is I was very encouraged by what Jeremiah Martin did against Tulane. That first half looked like the Jeremiah Martin from last shot year. Shot it well. It not just, Yeah, shot it well, but just his energy was better. Like, that that was my biggest problem with his performance against ECU is, like, there was, where where was he? You couldn't, he, like, was just floating around the court. Whereas against Tulane, and I like I think 
while Penny was calling out the seniors, like Kevin Davenport's been relatively consistent this year, and honestly, probably their best player overall for the long haul of the season. Um, I think that call out to the seniors was really about Jeremiah Martin. I mean, that, like after that ECU game, because like Parks is Parks at this point, and like doesn't appear to be this. You know, it, one, I don't think the the offense or the style of play fits him nearly as well as Tubby's offense or system did. But two, like I said, he's just not playing hard enough. You know, and maybe so maybe that was for him too. Um, but Rainier Thornton plays hard. He's just a flawed player. You know, he gives them certain things on defense, and he's one of those guys who actually feels like he battles inside, but he just can't shoot, and his his offensive game is limited. And Kareem Bruton defensively is a liability. Um, but gives you something offensively. I mean, against, you know, he he had some. He's had some good offensive games here lately. But Jeremiah Martin's a guy. Like I just think this team, when it's at its best, Jeremiah Martin is the best player on the floor. Like I think when he's the best player on the floor, that's the best version of this Memphis team. And that's that. That's something that really, to me, hasn't changed from last it's year. It's something that we've maybe not right now. But in the past, certainly talked about the Grizzlies. It's like when Mike and Mark are good, this team is good. It's when Jeremiah well, that's is that's being good. proven not yeah. necessarily yeah. true that's anymore. Not, <laughs> that's uh, not necessarily the, the case anymore. Uh-huh. Um, but no, but yeah, you're right. You hit it right on the head. I, I think Jeremiah is the, still the key to this team. I wonder, do, do you think, because you covered this team last year, Mark, has the addition of Isaiah Maurice had any effect on Mike and What's going on there with, with Mike well, Parks? Well, I don't know, because he got yanked pretty quickly from game Like, the, the, during non-conference play last year, Tubby would yank him from games really quick, too. It was just once conference play hit, a light switch clicked. And I, here's, I will say, like, so this team has been a horrendous post-feeding team. Not just this year. It was last year, too. Like, they could not throw a good post-feed to save their life. And this team is the same way. So there have been moments where he's gotten really frustrated because he gets good post position and doesn't get the ball. But at the same time, like you need to impact games in other ways. And like last year when he really turned it on and maybe it was a byproduct of his offensive game getting better, but when he really turned it on was he was also rebound he was like one of the best offensive rebounders in the entire conference. Um the guy was just was there were moments where he was just you know he's never been a great athlete but where he would just attack the glass and use his body really well um and then he would he had this nice soft touch around the rim um and this uh, you know some a nice jump hook and you know you're just not seeing I'm just not seeing that energy out of him right now and to me that's what I mean I don't blame Penny for yanking him from games and and I think it's a it's a thing with this whole team. They don't have they need like they they are not talented enough where they cannot be where they can be outworked by teams. And they're getting outworked by teams right now and that's something that you know needs to change if they're going to have if they're going to go, you know, 11 and 7 or 12 and 6 in conference play. Like you're just not going to get away with it against Temple like getting outworked um or against UCF. These teams that are just tougher and more talented. Let me let me ask you guys this real quick. I know how I feel about it. I believe that uh, playing with a league, playing with a lead, is a skill. You have to learn how to do that. Does this is that maybe something that 
What's your opinion on that? Either one of you guys. Oh, I think there's something natural about what happened against Tulane. Yeah, they, and that they were up by to, they were up by eighteen or two. Yeah, there's like two hundred people there, and they're like, okay, we got this, and they take their foot up. That that there wasn't two hundred people there. <laughs> whatever it was, like that's maybe not understandable, but it's like it makes sense. Yeah, what happened in that Tulane game? Do they just not know how to play with a lead like that yet? Because they're so young, because they're so... I don't know. I mean, they they play, you know, they... I don't know. I I mean, they did they did pretty well with a lead against Wichita, you know? Like, but Wichita... That, that's an exception so far this year we've seen. That's, that's home, one example. They're at home there, too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was... Like I said, it it's something that is natural, for especially for a young mm-hmm. team, to take its foot off the gas pedal. But it... It was more so that it was combined with what had happened against ECU. Right, right, right. Is what was concerning to me. It's like it was. It's a game after, and maybe you know, it's a game after Penny had just called you out, and you're just you know you basically played instead of playing a forty minute game, they essentially played a twenty five minute game, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty, you know, like or a thirty minute game, which I guess is okay. And again, they got away with it against Tulane. But... I will say Penny was in a considerably better mood after Tulane than he was against ECU for whatever reason. Um, and that game was a total snoozer. But I think, you know, the biggest the biggest concern, I guess, the, the part of the reason Tulane was able to get back in that game was because of offensive rebounding. And Penny pointed out, teams are taking a lot of threes against them. And just naturally, you get a lot more long rebounds, and that maybe that is part of why Memphis is giving up so many, you know, offensive rebounds. But at the same time, it's Tulane. Um, you know, you can take one look at them in warmups, and you can tell that Memphis is much more talented that than that. Zong, Zang, how do you pronounce that guy's name? I think it was. He's good. Yeah, he was, he was good. pretty good. He's not, and he's not one of the the usual suspects on Tulane either. Like yeah. that's the craziest thing about it i think he was averaging like six points per game and he came in and scored 25 yeah well and the the one thing that was the one thing i would say that's encouraging about this upcoming schedule which you know is a significantly tougher um this team does seem to rise to its competition i mean you saw right, right, right. the tennessee game they played a very good game LSU. the texas tech game they played them tight the lsu game like this team but Part of like it's a flaw that they think they're better than they actually are yeah. against these bad teams, but it might actually be something that works to their advantage against these better teams because they're not intimidated right. um, by them. And so I that, think that's a very good point. That they, really, could, they only no showed twice. Like they didn't really show up against Oklahoma State, and they didn't really show up against Houston. But all their other losses were were pretty tight battles i don't know about that houston i mean well the houston game they cut it to four early in the second half but that 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 lead went up to 20 yeah, like, yeah, they were yeah, never really they never really threatened sure houston after halftime if right they, like um and so you know they just didn't and, and it was just the way they didn't look poised that was no, what was yeah. that was what was concerning about that houston game but you know like i said they're right you know they won those two games like we're talking all these negatives but like the good thing is they won those teams. Like last year, Memphis lost at ECU and lost to USF at home, like two horrendous losses. So they didn't suffer horrendous losses here. They, right. you know, they, while it was too close for comfort, it was, you know, 
wins nonetheless. And it should be noted that at this stage of the season, their three wins in conference are against teams that are a combined 1-10 and at this point. I mean, who knows how the season ends up going on, but those... The, the, oh yeah, they have they have not played any of the good teams. Like right. like Wichita State is going to finish like eighth or ninth in the league, right. and ECU and Tulane are going to be the two worst teams in the league. Yeah. So. Um. Where SMU, even SMU, I don't think is going to finish. Like they're going to, SMU is going to be like six, seven, eight, somewhere yeah. in there. It's the Temple, UCF. That those two teams both look like potential NCAA tournament teams, um, and both present some interesting challenges. For Memphis, Cincinnati's been up and down as well. Cincinnati's been up and down. I mean, the whole league looks like Houston looks like the best team, and then it looks like honestly, like two through nine. There's like probably like two through seven. Like those teams could finish uh, anywhere. I, I seem to think South Florida is going to come back down to earth too. They play really good defense, but yeah, but the they're, they're just don't they're, like they're them. tougher. They're yes. tougher. Yes, they're like last year. They were like an easy. They were yeah, well. Not for Memphis, but um, for most teams in the league, they were just, you know, you checked it off as a win, and you can't just check them off as a win anymore. Um, you know, so that, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm curious, so we're, we're recording this on Wednesday. Penny Hardaway was on Get Up this morning on ESPN. And yeah. Did he say anything interesting? Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I heard he talked about, they asked him about Rick Barnes again. Like a They month. asked him about Rick Barnes. He kind of dismissed it. I mean, he he was like, yeah, you know, it's a rivalry. Things were heated. Yeah, I didn't like what he said about my team after the game. And then they kind of just backed off. Um, interesting thing. Drum roll, please. Wait, I'm not ready. Hold on. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm ready. Penny said that Lil Penny is coming back soon. <gasps> eh. I, great. Come on, is it gonna Mark. Be, is it going to be... God, you're such a party is it gonna be? Is it going to be Chris Rock's voice? Is it going to be like Chris Rock? It like, better be. Or is it going to... Are we going to get like new Lil Penny? You know, oh, like... Oh, that would... Yeah, you know, that, that would... Like, is it going to be like... Are we going to have like, uh, you know, like Bill Bellamy, you know? <laughs> Lil right. Penny, like, you know, like Bush League. Lil Penny. If it's, if it's Chris Rock, like doing a commercial or something like that, that'd be cool. Or even just like a promo vid, if they could get him to do like a promo vid that they could play in the stadium. Because there is, isn't there a little Penny doll in the Penny Hardaway Hall of Fame on campus? I want to say there is. There's got to be. Yeah. Maybe they're doing a giveaway or something. That would be interesting. Is it like through Nike, through the university? Did he give any specifics? No. 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 He just said yes. But everyone on the the set freaked out. It was good TV. Yeah, it was good TV. Yeah. You know know what good TV is? (laughs) I yeah you know, I have I probably have an absolutely terrible opinion on TV. It entertained you. Yeah, it was entertaining to me. I want to ask a question now. Okay. So we've talked a lot about these next five games: SMU on the road at Temple, home against UCF, on the road at Tulsa, and on the road, on the road at South Florida, and then home against Cincinnati. Right. But we'll for just for. This bit will leave Cincinnati out. Okay. What do they need to do? What, what would be a successful next five games for Memphis as far as four and one. goes? At least four and one. Four and one. Anything successful? Short of that would like, be a, a not failure, but like three and two would be like, like if you, say, you at least. I was going to say you at least want to be. I mean three and two, and you could 
I mean, given that Temple and UCF are going to be atop the conference, they need to beat. If a- you beat the rest of the teams, then you beat teams that you should. Yeah, that's At what I'm saying. Like they, I want to see them beat a good team. Like they haven't beaten a good team. Yet. Right. That's like the like they've proven they're not bad. Right. I, I just don't know how good they are. And like to me, like that UCF game at home. That's a home game. Like Temple on the road is going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough game. And I think Temple, I think both Temple and UCF are bad matchups for Memphis. Temple because they play three really big guards. And so they're going to present issues on the perimeter for Memphis. And then UCF because... Of Taco. Well, Taco, but also the style of play they play. They they want to grind you to a right. halt. They want the game to be in the 50s and 60s. Right. Um, and, yes, Taco. Like Taco, We talk about have, the offensive rebounding mm-hmm. issues. Like They're going to have issues. And like the, Preseason ACC uh, AAC but it's player a, of the year, B.J. Taylor And he's well. always done well. And then Aubrey Dawkins has played really well for them on the wing. Like I think Aubrey Dawkins could be better than every, anyone Memphis has right now. If Jeremiah Martin plays like he did in the first half, he's not better than Jeremiah Martin. But the way for the, over the course of the season, Dawkins has played really well. Um so yeah, I would say four to me to, to declare it a success would be four and one. I'm not saying three and two would be a failure. Three and two would be like honestly probably what it's gonna be, you know. Um, but would to, it would it change your opinion on their team if they went four and one? Uh maybe. Um, probably. I guess it just depends if they like. I want to like. It depends how they do it. Like if they go and you know beat UCF and, you know, really play well in a game against a team that, you know, a lot of people expect to make the tournament, yeah, it might change my opinion. Or if they go into Temple and beat Temple on the road, yeah, that'll change my opinion about how this season's going to go. But if they go, you know, if they go 3-2 and two and just, you know, beat Tulsa, USF, and SMU, like, I'm going to be like, yeah, they're about what I think they are. Um but I've said all along, you know, it's it's interesting because Ken Palm, like I've I've said, I think they're going to go eleven and seven in conference play, and Ken Palm right now has them going ten and eight, even with losing those five straight games um, that we talked about um, in conference play. So the schedule, while not easy down the stretch, gets easier. Um, so and I'll also, but know, all these games, you look at the the scores yeah, that Kempom is projecting. It's all close games. These are all like games that could go either way. And, and they so, only have them winning one more road game in the conference, and that's at ECU. So, I mean, you win one road game, and that record probably their projected record probably improves by a game and I, becomes. I really think what we're gonna see, and it's kind of this past week has kind of illuminated this. I think they're going to win a couple games where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this team's ahead of schedule. Like, they're pretty good. And then they're going to lose a game or two where you're like, what the heck happened? And that's just inevitable. That's basketball. Team. Yeah. Like, I think that's that's just what's, you know, I think there's going to be some head scratchers and there's going to be some games where you're like, yeah, like, oh my gosh, this team's really good. And it's why they'll be an intriguing team in the conference tournament. Because if they can get hot for three or four games in a row, I could see them, you know, winning the AAC tournament here in Memphis. Um, so it'll be a 
it's going to be an interesting next couple weeks. I think this next couple weeks, you know, are really going to it's really going to make the trajectory of the season more clear, I think, for this team. Um we're going to find out more about what they're made of and uh what they're what they could be capable of over the next couple months. So, we shall see. Well, we'll be back uh Next week at some point, maybe after the, uh, maybe after, I don't know. It's a weird schedule coming up. They play like, I guess maybe after the SMU game, we'll, uh, we'll come back and, and reset going into, uh, Temple and UCF, two really tough games in a row there. So till then, I was Mark. I was joined by, uh, Drew Hill, our Tiger basketball beat writer, and Jason Munns, our producer. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.